0: What's up folks? This is Matt Barlow from Ashes of Aries. This is Ben from Goat This is Craig Schmuel from Hate Storm Annihilation. Hey everybody, this is Travis from Visceral Discord. This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast.
1: with another amazing artist interview. I'm joined today by Chris Dovas. Chris, thank you so much for coming on The Great Metal Debate. Of course.
0: Yeah, thanks for having
1: me. I want to start by jumping right in to talk about the new album, Everlasting Lake of Fire, released just this past month. How long has this project and album been in the works? Um,
0: so, this has been in the works probably for about since the Two years ago, I'd say I started writing. I started like learning guitar, actually, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a record, and I'm gonna play everything on on it. I'm just gonna do that. And um, yeah, I just kind of started developing a, a you know a liking and a passion for for writing m- music, and and I don't know. I just kind of was just like yeah, I wanna I wanna just make a, a solo record. And showcase that I can, you know, I can do guitar, vocals, and also obviously drums, because I'm, I'm mainly a, a drummer. And also I, I grew up with, a, you know, a thrash and death metal background, you know, very different than what I'm doing in Spire. So I was like, you know, it might be cool to show people that, you know, the other side of, of you know, what I can do in, in metal as well. You know what I mean? Like the fast blast beats and the bomb blasts and, you know, uh, just you know really fast <laughs> kind of music and brutal music cuz i kind of have that upbringing you know so i also thought it would be really cool to have a project like like that as well so
1: so you grew up listening to a lot of bands like that death and the the other bands that that came from that death and blackened genre yeah so
0: yeah like death is actually a, a very good example i mean i was the chuck schuldiner Shul, i think is his name yeah his last how you pronounce the last name some people say schuldiner or schuldner i'm pretty sure it's schuldiner though but yeah chuck schuldiner is uh, a huge influence of, of mine you know, as far as like my gateway into death metal um as well as like slayer and Nile and cannibal corpse you know all the classics and uh that's just yeah i grew up listening to a lot of Old school death metal, so kind of wanted to do something similar.
1: You mentioned that you provided the drums, vocals, and most guitar for this album. I, I want to ask you about other artists who contributed in a moment, but first, I'm curious: what's it like to play the majority of instruments on an album was Was that more of a challenge, or did you actually find comfort having so much direct control over the performance? Yeah, it was.
0: It was for me. It was more comfortable because I. You know, it's the thing is like, I've never done it before, so like it's it it was it was a very unique experience for me uh, doing that. But I liked it. It, it went by really fast because I, I was on my schedule for everything. Like I didn't have to really wait for anybody to get things done. Um, so I I remember I did the drums in one session. Took about three days or so to record everything, and then right when we were done the drums we moved on to Qatar like that same same week so everything was kind of really fast and having the final say on everything uh was really great as well you know so it was just it, i don't know it was it was relaxing it was it wasn't there was no stress or pressure or anything because um i got to do everything just all on my terms you know so um yeah i hope that answers the question
1: <laughs> so i get interview and talk with a lot of musicians and artists and i do get the sense you know you have a variety of personality types but there's something about a lot of them like enjoying that control like there's something about having that control over the process that's artistically pleasing yeah
0: exactly and it's not that like uh with what i do inspires like, it's not that i don't have a lot of like control of over like what goes on in the drums and stuff but it was just cool to have even more say you know what i mean like it's it's just like I get 100% of the say of how the drum parts. are. I get 100% of the say of how the riffs are, how the vocals are, the pattern. Like it's just, it, it's it was it was just a nice, uh, unique process because I've never done something like that before. You know, what I mean, it was all my own. And and my my guitar player in Seven Spires, Jack, produced the whole thing because he has a very great knowledge for um, uh, audio engineering and stuff like that. So without him and his help with the, with the sessions, it wouldn't have sounded as. as as good as, I, as, as it came out, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Well,
1: and and I wanted to ask about that, uh, that his production of the album, I was really impressed at how good this sounds. Like, I enjoyed death metal and, and even brutal death metal. But honestly, some of those albums, the production quality isn't the best. But Jack, his work was great. Was this the, the first time that he'd worked behind the glass?
0: Uh, first time he's ever, like, mixed and mastered and stuff like that. Uh, No, no, he's, he's, it's been a few years now, I think, since he started really working on, on gaining that knowledge. I think it was before I was even at Berkeley, actually. So I think, I think it's been like four years or four or five years now he's been really working on this. So uh, I've always been really impressed with what he can do and his knowledge for that kind of thing. So uh, it was very, he also made the sessions really comfortable as well. Also, being not as experienced, as a guitar player, because I'm again I'm a drummer. I've only been playing guitar for a few years now. Having him running everything and you know really working the uh, the 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 sessions really made it a lot smoother and, and nice and not stressful at all. And he was great. He put in all he had some great ideas and stuff that he threw in there that we could try. And he was great. It was literally a, a great experience. I have nothing but great things to say about him. And I I will always use him for for mixing and mastering and production i will always recommend him so he's a fantastic guy to work with and he's very he does everything a very timely like every, he gets everything done very quick and he um he, he really like serves the song you know what i mean like he, like he mixed this like i told him i wanted a very apocalyptic kind of sound to the record and that's exactly what he did but if you know if someone wanted something different sounding he could adjust so he's very very uh diverse in that kind of way as well so,
1: It sounds great, man. Now, you wrote all the lyrics to the album, and the lyrical themes on this album, well, you know, Chris, this is really what my church youth minister feared when he caught us listening to heavy metal back in the day. Like, have you received any pushback from anybody just about those, you know, maybe people who took the themes too literally? Yeah,
0: um, I have. Um, but whenever I explain the concept to someone who has told me it's like they don't agree with the content, they go, oh. I didn't realize because what the story is about is I'm not saying like like oh yeah kill God like yeah Satan you know like even though it definitely sounds like that but the 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 thing of the of the record is it's a story through Satan's eyes I've always been very um, I've always been very fond of the Bible and religious stories and I've always I've always thought they were very interesting and a lot of aspects of the Bible make for great uh, inspiration for for uh, like a metal record and. Also in horror movies, all the horror movies that have to do with like Satan and demons, like The Exorcist, for example, and stuff like that, it 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 that's what scared me the most, and that's what I always found was the most brutal. So I wrote a story based on like kind of the Book of Revelations, like in the Bible, like Satan tried to become God, and that didn't happen, obviously. But I I I wrote about what would have happened. To the universe, if Satan had completed that task of becoming the new god and overthrowing him, what would have happened? So the story is uh, written through Satan's eyes, and I, you know, I made up the, 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 this concept, but I I use characters from the Bible, like the four horsemen of the apocalypse—war, famine, pestilence, and death—they all make an appearance, and you know, it's it's just uh, it's a, it's an influence basically. So that's kind of that's what the concept is. It's a what would have happened if Satan completed that, and. Yeah, so I'm not personally saying, like, hail Satan. You know, it's just a story I found very interesting, you know? Yeah, see, that's so interesting
1: to me. And I totally agree that, like, the, the biblical imagery makes some of the best metal. And it's interesting to me to compare so called Christian, you know, metal or rock and uh black metal and other you know that like the imagery is the same might just be a little different emphasis but but still that imagery is very metal to me yeah
0: exactly and like i really wanted to use these characters because these characters like satan and demons and a god and like just that whole universe i always found to be very interesting to me and even all the story like the book of revelations i have always found to be a very interesting read and it's just yeah it's just uh something i thought was really cool and i'm like you know what i'm gonna make a and we use this as inspiration to make my own story and that's what i did so it's a great story thank you um uh,
1: now all all the bass on the album was provided by your seven spires bandmate peter Durania. uh you guys have been in a few bands together tell me about peter and what he brings to the table
0: okay um so having pete on the record um so i i always enjoy playing with pete i would um you know, like we lived together for two years as well, you know, is, so it's kind of cool, we, we got to jam a lot and really get tight as a rhythm section, and uh, the thing is the record is very, um, I, the riffs are, there's some technical aspects to them, but they are, a lot of times it's straightforward, um, and I really know that he has this technical death metal background to him, like Obscura and Necrophagist and, uh, you know, stuff like that, First Fragment, bands like that, and I knew that he could bring a technical aspect to the record like throwing in some like counterpoint to the melody like not just playing with the guitar is playing but writing counter riffs and bass fills and and uh different melodies and harmonies and like different stuff like that because i told him i said i'm going to give you the record and i want you to just shred all over it please add some technicality to it you know like as far as uh you know like the bass parts go Uh, and i think that's 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 what he did and i i really appreciate that and and yeah we we played in a few bands together uh, well, actually, only one other band. We played in a band called uh, Unflesh, which was a, a, a like a blackened technical death metal band. And we played in that band together for about 11 months, maybe maybe a year, actually. Yeah, about a year. And, you know, we don't play in the band anymore. But um, I, I I got to see him play like that in action and actually play along with him like in, during shows and stuff like that. So I think he brought a lot to. To the record, and I think he's a fantastic bass player and the, like, one of the best bass players I've, I've ever heard. So that's why I had him, because I love his playing.
1: And you also had a few guest soloists, Ryan Beavers, and and I can't pronounce the other guy's <laughs> name. I-O-K-I-N.
0: He's a Brazilian. He's a Brazilian. Yeah, how did those guys come to contribute their uh, skills? So actually, uh, the band I mentioned, uh, um, uh, the band I mentioned before, Unflesh, uh ryan beavers is the lead guitarist and singer of that band so we're all still good friends and everything so he he uh did some solos on the record because I, I i love his his playing and i was just like hey man like we were hanging out and i was like Want, mind doing some solos for me it'd be a big help and you know i wanted i wanted people to do some solos on the record that have been playing guitar as long as i've been like playing drums you know if that makes sense like throw a different. Uh, I also have to have a different voice as well, to bring a different voice to the to the table as well, just for those few uh, for those, like, you know, the 30 seconds they're soloing or, or whatever. So uh, I think Ryan Ryan did guest solos on Satan's Command, Depths of Hell and um, Nailed to a Cross. And Kyle, um, uh, I play with it. We're both session players for Vital Remains. Um, and I play with him in that band. And he actually started recording some solos for me even before we had been like we got that gig with vital so um he has been a friend of mine he went to berkeley with me and uh you know a big friend a friend of us in in seven spires me adrian jack and peter all really good friends with him and uh yeah he uh did some solos and i was really happy with what what he did as well he's a very melodic player and i really like that about his playing
1: yeah, and that's something that's overlooked in this day and age. Ha- adding that melody in with the solos—that's something that your your bandmate Jack is is very yes. good at, in infusing the melody and the, uh-huh. the leads.
0: Yes, he's fantastic. I like solos where I can uh, get a you know I get a hook stuck in my head or something like that. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. Now, the first single for this album was the track "Left Hand Path," for which you made a music video. Why why did you select that track to initially show off the album?
0: Um, okay, so that. Um, that track, I believe, yes, I'm, yeah, it's the only track that doesn't have, uh, any guests on it. Um, so, um, like I, you know, I did the solos on that one. I did the drums. I did the vocals. I did the guitar. And then the only other person playing on that song is is Pete, because Pete did the, the bass on every song. Uh, so I wanted to use that one for those reasons, and also I felt, um, it had a, um, Oh, it's a good question. I felt that it, it it had a lot of groove like the beginning opens up with a solid groove. you know what I mean like uh, they, it, it, like a really headbang kind of like oh gets people I think it gets people's attention and then after that intro it breaks right into that like 260 Bpm blast beats and just you know it's just it's just nonstop from there. you know what I mean it's just, it's I it, I don't know I really felt that one would get a lot of people's attention. Uh, and also it ends with that, that intro as well, you know, goes back into that like really like heavy kind of like head banging kind of moment. And so I also felt maybe people could get that, that little, you know, hook stuck in their head as well. And maybe just, I think I thought it would make a statement basically. So I just wanted to be like, here's this and you know, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> uh, Gives them an idea what to expect. Yeah, like I guess that's that's the best way to to say it. Yeah, like give give a it, it shows what to expect. I guess. Sorry, I'm stuttering a lot because I'm trying to think of a of exactly what I what. what You're yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, so, man, obviously the
1: COVID nineteen pandemic has thrown a wrench into plans for live music at every single level. I I am curious. Was there a scenario in your mind where if the response to Everlasting Lake of Fire took off, that you might t- put together a live band to perform these songs?
0: Uh, do you mind repeating the question one more time because the actually the connection just kind of was crackling a little bit on my Oh, hand. sorry yeah. man. Can you yep, hear I me? Yeah, I mean you're fine. Now I do. I just, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm out here in rural Kentucky, so sometimes I fade out, <laughs> and fade in, so apologize yeah. about that. Um I was just saying that the COVID-19 pand- pandemic has kind of thrown a wrench in plans for Live performance at every single level from the local bar up to, um, you know, the big stage. I, I guess I wanted to ask Was there a scenario in your mind where, if the response to Everlasting Lake of Fire took off, you put together a live band to perform those songs? Um,
0: actually, yes. I, I do have a live band ready to go, and I was actually planning on playing a lot this summer. Uh, so, like, release the record and then actually go out and really promote it, you know, because uh, I was going to be doing this in between the Seven Spires tours. So we had we had the uh, Seven Spires tour with uh, uh, Insomnium, and then that obviously got canceled. And then now the summers is is coming, and that would be, uh, we had no shows at that time. So I was going to kind of really promote this record with the live band. And, you know, obviously all this stuff happened, so I'm not able to go out and, and play shows. And I haven't announced the lineup yet because I was going to drop the record. And then a couple weeks later be like live band. And then the, here's the members of the live band. And then we go and play, but I, I still haven't announced the live band yet because I don't know when we're going to be playing shows and stuff. And I kind of want to save that for when, uh, um, we're getting ready to play again. If that makes sense.
1: It does. And sorry to ask about that. That's like the buzzkill no. question no,
0: because
1: nobody knows
0: people have been asking me if I'm going to be playing the, the stuff live, um, or if it was just like a studio project or something. And no, I'm, I'm definitely planning on uh, doing this live and I'll be playing guitar and, and singing for this. So I'll be the front. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Excellent.
1: Bearing off into some more personal uh, asides, uh, your professional website, com, which I would encourage folks to go visit, advertises drum lessons. Is that something you enjoy teaching other people your craft?
0: Oh yeah, man. I love it. Um, I love just seeing when I have a weekly student, uh, I love seeing them progress. Um, and my favorite kind of student is, is someone who's just like, who practices all the time and is just really willing to learn. And I have a lot of, like almost all my students are like that. So seeing people come in and really like ready to learn and having them come back every week and improving and then. I remember I had a student who started with me a while ago, and he had never played drums before. And then three years later, it's kind of like I, I'm molding him to like the kind of drummer he's becoming. So it's cool to see like even you know oh, three years later, uh, like how this person has improved, you know. And um, I just yeah, I don't know. I love teaching. I love sharing my passion for the instrument, and um, yeah, I just love seeing the students progress and have a good time and have fun playing drums because that's really what it's about is having fun playing an instrument you know that's why we all started playing and that's why yeah and that's why professionals wanted to become professionals you know because we all love it so um yeah
1: that seems like something that's kind of unique in what in what you're doing as a musician like there's a there's on some level a competition but there's also a, a strong desire to like like ex- expand your knowledge and, and and share what you're doing and your passion with others exactly
0: yeah absolutely and i i love i love teaching um it's a lot of fun for me so um yeah thanks for asking about that you,
1: you mentioned earlier uh about your attendance at berkeley college of music you graduated with a bachelor's degree in music performance man that's a that's an institution with an amazing national, maybe international reputation. Tell me a little bit about your experience there and maybe the benefits of getting going the route of formal music training.
0: Right. Um, so I have nothing but great things to say about Berkeley. Um, as a drummer, it really pushed me because we have harmony classes and ear training classes. And just to give you an example of where I was at when I – like my freshman year, when it, my first class, I didn't even know what the major scale was. Um, so I started kind of from the very beginning as far as like music theory goes. No, like because drums is a rhythmic instrument, you know what I mean? Because we we, we don't have uh scales or chords and, and stuff like that. You know, it, as we, we, it's all rhythm rhythm based. It's a rhythmic instrument. So going in, and learning like harmony, like scales and chords and counterpoint and tonal harmony and you know conducting and all this kind of stuff it was uh it really pushed me to my limits i mean there was days where i couldn't go and practice drums because i had to practice harmony you know and, and ear training uh so it definitely pushed me to the limit and it is actually the reason i was able to pick up guitar and write the dovis record because of my knowledge now for how music theory works how certain notes and chords work with each other and the different modes and how like you can shift in between them and, and just it's, it was, that was definitely the reason why I was able to um, write the, the well write the guitar parts for the, for the album and, and everything. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, a great school and pushed me to my, my limits and it it pushed me to my limits even as a drummer too, because I had some fantastic drum teachers that really kicked me in the ass. So, uh, great school. And I learned a lot and I wouldn't change anything for that. You know, I, 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 I always wanted to go to Berkeley ever since I was a little kid too. It was the only college I applied for. I was like, I'm going here or I'm not going to school. So, uh, that's, yeah, I love it. I loved it there. I'm kind of sad it's over actually, Definitely, it's, it, it's over. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm and I'm sure that you made friendships and relationships that will last a lifetime yeah, from there.
0: Absolutely, it's kind of funny about with Seven Spires. We're all Berkeley musicians, but we we didn't we didn't meet because of because of Berkeley, which is kind of like funny and coincidental. But yeah, actually, well, Ryan Ryan and Kyle, the two guest soloists on the record, they're they're both Berkeley guys, you know. So, um, and yeah, I've just met a lot of people and a lot of uh, friends and connections that I have now that that. Uh, I can count on from going there. So,
1: yeah. Well, before we end up with you this evening, I want to hit you with a few quick hitter questions. None too serious. Okay. Uh,
0: First, what's your biggest pet peeve? Um, Biggest pet peeve. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Uh, I was talking to Pete the other day about this one. We were on the phone. We were on, we were on FaceTime and we were having a drink. Um, And we were talking about when people, start a conversation with you like you'll be walking down the street and someone says hey like hey chris and i go hey what's up man and they go oh i can't talk right now and i go okay (laughs) so like it's happened so many times to us where we're walking down the street and they go hey what's up hey chris i go oh hey what's up man they go man i can't talk right now i'm really busy but i'll talk to you later and it's like okay uh (laughs) you you said hi to me, but, oh God, like, whatever. So, I don't know. We, we, we laugh about that. I guess that's a, a pet peeve. Like, they, they feel the need to let me know they're busy as well, I guess. So, uh, that's a funny one. I don't know. We were just talking. That's the first thing that came to my head. We were talking about that the other day, and we were having a really good yeah. laugh about
1: the, that. So. Those, those people sound like douchebags, <laughs> so I totally agree, man. <laughs> so, if you were sent into space on the two-man SpaceX rocket... Who would you want strapped in with you?
0: I um, have to say Pete, man. Pete Dorena. My best friend. So i definitely have him with me as well. Outstanding. Yep.
1: Pick one. Battle Beast or Beast in Black?
0: I don't know Beast in Black, so I'm just going to say Battle Beast.
1: Yeah, you guys were supposed to tour with them. Man, I'm... yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, Battle Beast. Yep. Um, we will see though. Um, still up in the air. I don't know. It's not looking good, but <laughs> hopefully that happens.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're 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 friends with the we've we've had the folks in Battle Beast on the show. Great folks. So I I if if not if not this uh, this fall, I hope this happens for so, for you guys yes. some soon. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I think it will. So.
1: And then, if you'd never picked up the drums, what other artistic endeavor would you have pursued? Acting.
0: Actually, lo- I would love to be an actor, like a like a, a comedy actor. Um, you ever seen the movie like The Hangover, for example? Yeah, oh, yeah, movies like that. they would be would be my my forte, and it's definitely my my right up my alley, like humor wise. So I would I would love to be an actor. That would be what I would do if uh, I wasn't a musician.
1: So in maybe future videos we might we see a little more of that coming out maybe some concept videos where you're expanding that range. Yeah,
0: that's a good idea. I haven't planned <laughs> I haven't planned on that actually. It's a good it's a, maybe maybe we'll do that. That'd be kind of cool actually. That's a good idea. So finally
1: Chris, what is the best way for fans to pu- purchase music and merchandise from Dovas in particular the new album Everlasting Lake of Fire? Um
0: you can go to ChrisDovis.com/shop, and it has uh, all the merch and the CD, and you can order the uh, the physical CD from there. Uh, if you're someone who just likes to order digitally uh, and don't really care about getting the physical CD, you can. It's on uh, iTunes, and Spotify, and everything like that. So, um, yeah, that's how you get it.
1: And I would encourage fans to do that. That's exactly what I did. I'm holding a physical CD in my hand. Beautiful artwork on the outside. Great physical CD. Encourage folks to do that and support uh, Chris's efforts. Chris, thank you so much. I so appreciate you taking the time. Hey, to see thanks
0: me. for having me, man. It was a lot of fun and really good questions. I had a lot of fun answering them. So thank you.